0: Trinity family and friends, thanks for listening in. This is Eric Kapoor, the pastor at Trinity OC. We've been offering a series of regular encouragements during this time of coronavirus and all the challenges and unexpected uncertainties that it's brought into our lives. We've been looking at the letter of 1 Peter. 1 Peter was written to people who were facing various kinds of trials that had brought them grief and uncertainty, that had caused them to question exactly how the resources of their faith met with the challenging nature of their circumstances and their suffering. So this letter has a ton of resources for us as we look ahead to challenges, as we walk through some things, even right now, that are refining trials for each of us. Now, I don't know about you, how you're feeling today as you listen to this, but for me, I'm getting very weary. I'm getting pretty tired. The initial adrenaline and maybe even some of the excitement of what this might offer uh, for doing life a little bit differently, time at home with the family, uh, for me, a lot of that has worn off and I just feel weary not knowing exactly how long uh, this will last, not knowing exactly uh, what's happening, how much risk is really out there. There's So much uncertainty and there's so much there's so much that is just just tiring in a different way. As we seek to, as I seek to faithfully live Each day, with all the surrounding uncertainty, the big questions around school, around our family life, and around being a pastor in our church. So for me, I'm weary. And I came to the text that we're going to look at today. It was the text that fell next uh, to me. And I first thought, how is this helpful? But the more I thought about it, the more I realized this is something that I needed to hear. Peter does. Two major things in this letter. He addresses uh, the weariness that people have when they suffer, the neediness. He answers the question, What do we most need when we suffer to get through it? He spends a lot of time in the early part of the letter saying, Remember the living hope you have because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's a historical fact. It happened in space and in time. You can count. On the resurrection of Jesus, providing you with a living hope, something that lives no matter what else fades, no matter what else is lost and perishes, the living hope we have in Jesus gives us a new destiny that is sure and certain. We will participate with Jesus in the renewal of all things. That glory is certain and coming. And in that, we have a new identity. We need to remember that when it feels like all the other ways we've defined ourselves have been lost in the challenges we walk through. But as Peter moves on through the letter, he not only talks about what we most need to get through our challenges, he starts to turn the corner and talk about how not only are we needy when we suffer, but we're still needed. And that, to me, has been the source of a lot of weariness. I'm needed as a pastor. I'm needed as a husband. I'm needed as a dad. So I'm an employee. I'm a son. I'm a spouse. I'm a father. And Peter says, in order to make it through our suffering, but also to thrive, to be refined, to be changed, to be transformed, to be built in our character, to grab a hold of the hope that is ours in Jesus, not only do we need to receive what we need, we also need to remember that we are needed. And this is hard and counterintuitive, but Peter takes it right to where people live, their cities or communities, and right into their households. So just consider this with me as we read this passage. Let me, let me read the text and offer just a few thoughts. It's Second Peter chapter 2, Verses 18 through 20. Okay, 18 through 20. He's addressing uh, household slaves. He says, household slaves, submit to your masters with all reverence, not only to the good and gentle ones, but also to the cruel. For it brings favor if, because of a consciousness of God, someone endures grief for suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if, when you do wrong and are beaten, you endure it? But when you do what is good and suffer, if you endure it, this brings favor with God. Now, I know you may have a lot of questions about the nature of slavery in the ancient world in light of the abuses and injustices related to slavery in American history and the reality of the African slave trade. Now, we won't be able to get into that topic. That's a topic for another time. In the first century, household slaves or servants were a part of the household. And Peter is addressing those servants who had become Christians and had wondered what their response should be when they found themselves in a difficult situation. And I want to look at what Peter says to them and apply it to our situation and realities today. What is needed most from us as followers of Jesus in times of suffering, in trial, in grief, even when we are suffering trials and grief? He gives us very unexpected, a countercultural answer. He says that the answer of what is needed is submission, a word we don't like. Submission for the common good of our communities and households. The passage right before this talked about our communities our cities our countries being citizens who are committed to the common good now he moves it into the home and he says here's what is needed from you you are called to voluntarily place the needs of others above your own needs and interests even when you're suffering yourself he says this this commitment to serving and blessing others it's the theme of chapter 2 From verse 11 all the way through chapter 3, serving and blessing others will bring others closer to God and it will make us more like Jesus. But as we do this, we can expect a few things. One is resistance. This is a word I think we all need to hear as we're seeking to serve each other as we're seeking to live together, those of us who are in families, uh, those of us who are sheltering in place, especially with other people, and the conflict that can bring as we rub up against one another, our good intention to serve each other. Doing the dishes, taking out the trash, cleaning up, helping with schoolwork, all those things will not always be met with a thank you, an appreciation, and a wonderful, a card or gift in response to what we've done. Expect resistance, Peter says. Sometimes when you do good and voluntarily place your needs under the needs of others, it doesn't always mean it will be appreciated. Expect resistance, he says, so you will need endurance. He says, when you do what is good and suffer if you endure it, springs grace with God or favor with God. Friends, let me just encourage you, as you seek the common good of your neighborhood, your communities, and especially those of you who are sheltered in place with your family, we need to endure. As the letter of James says, the testing of your faith in trials... Produces endurance, but let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Friends, I know it's hard to commit to doing good to others when we might not be appreciated in the way that we would hope. When we are suffering and we are needy ourselves, endure. Expect resistance. You will need endurance. And finally, expect resemblance. What I mean by that, is expect to more and more resemble Jesus. As you commit to the common good of those whom God has put into your life in this time, as you are needy, as you are suffering, they are also needy. And they are also suffering. And in laying down our lives to serve them, we more and more resemble Jesus. This is what Peter goes on to explain in verses 21 through 25. He says, This is what you were called to Because Christ also suffered for you. Despite your resistance, he endured the cross in order that you, by his wounds, might be healed. You were like sheep going astray, but you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Verse 24. What Peter says is that when when Jesus was insulted, he didn't insult in return. When he wasn't appreciated... When he was threatened, he didn't threaten back and respond in kind. Instead, for cursing, he gave blessing. Jesus did this for us. So not only would we have the assurance that when we suffer, we have the grace that we need to make it through, through his death and resurrection, but also that even when we suffer, we can be a source of blessing and grace to other people. And in so doing, we follow in his steps. We more and more resemble him. And the grace of God, by alone which this is possible, is seen in us and others are drawn to him. Friends, as you get weary, As you encounter resistance and need endurance, may you remember the one who suffered for you and in his name continue to do good and to bless those around you. May the favor of God be with you. Peace be with you, friends. Until next time.